This episode is made possible by my friends at Legally. Most people who know me are often surprised when I tell them that I am a lawyer. While I am not in day-to-day practice, I will always be a lawyer. One thing that I wished I had when I left law school was a legal directory that allowed me to be visible. That is what the guys at Legally.directory are working on. If you're a lawyer, check them out. If you know a lawyer, refer them. Now, let's get you briefed. Welcome to a new mini-segment. The last four episodes were focused on culture. This mini-segment will be focusing on perception. Perception equals reality. Donald Trump has left the White House and Joseph Biden installed as the President of the United States. Most people will be breathing a sigh of relief and celebrating a return to normalcy. But now, historians will get to work trying to understand how a person of that character and personality became the most powerful man in the world in an age of information. One place they should be looking at is the research on perception. C.S. Lewis in The Magician's Nephew wrote, What you see and what you hear depends a great deal on where you are standing. It also depends on what sort of person you are. Most people assume that there is one objective reality. In actual fact, reality is a function of perception. Two people miss their boss. One is angrier at himself than the other. Why? Because he thinks that he could have met the boss if he had not stopped for five minutes to chat with his neighbor. His perception of the situation is altered by his own understanding of it. That is the way the world works, what we see or wish to see. How can business executives make sure that perception is working for them rather than against them? That is what we will be exploring throughout the month of February. We will look at examples of executives who used perception brilliantly to manufacture entire industries. For instance, did you brush your teeth today? Do you know that in the 1900s, it was no secret that the health of Americans' teeth was in steep decline? The problem was that hardly anyone bought toothpaste because despite the nation's dental problems, hardly anyone brushed their teeth. Then a brilliant marketing executive for Pepsodent named Cloud C. Hopkins came up with a strategy to sell the toothpaste. Hopkins needed a trigger that would justify the toothpaste's daily use. He resolved to advertise this toothpaste as a creator of beauty. He also convinced people that brushing with Pepsodent could remove the plaque on their teeth. Hopkins turned Pepsodent into one of the best-known products on earth and in the process helped create a toothbrushing habit that moved across America with startling speed. Soon, everyone from Shirley Temple to Clark Gable was bragging about their Pepsodent smile. By 1930, Pepsodent was sold in China, South Africa, Brazil, Germany, and almost anywhere else Hopkins could buy art. That is clever perception engineering. Perception can work for you or against you. If you use the tools we discussed last month to engineer culture, you realize that culture is internal, 
while perception is external. Why do people pay more for an iPhone when Samsung phones are as good as well, if not better? The perception of elegance, quality, and exclusivity that Steve Jobs engineered at Apple is what comes into play. Apple is not a computer company in the real sense. They are a luxury goods company. They just happen to make computers. When you think of it, you will realize that your product or services owe as much to the public perception of it as it does to its innate utility. So take this week to take note of your objective reality. What do you know? What do you think you know? What do you think people think you are? Do not make any judgment of these things. Just observe. That is the first step. You have been briefed. Consider yourself briefed.